We have been teaching a series of lessons on the subject of who we are in Christ, what we have in Christ, what we can do in and through Christ. And so we've looked at a number of different verses throughout the New Testament. There are about 130 to 160, depending how you look at it. So uh, there's a lot of verses in the New Testament on this particular subject. So it's not a, a side issue in the New Testament. It is a primary subject in the New Testament that we find and is primarily communicated in the epistles uh, or the letters written to the church. So uh, we're going to just look at one of the verses here. The whole book of Ephesians is a tremendous book, and Ephesians 6 is a great uh, chapter. But we're just going to look at one of the verses here in Ephesians chapter 6, and it is verse 10. Ephesians 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of of his might. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So then, uh, he's really encouraging us or exhorting us to be strong, but not just in ourselves, not just in our own ability, our own strength, own energies, but rather to be strong in the Lord. He said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, this phrase, in the Lord, would be one of those phrases, primarily in the New Testament, you see the phrase, in Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, you see this phrase. So, uh, but this one is a little different. It says, in the Lord, which is the same as in Christ. Jesus is the Lord. So, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So God desires us to walk in his power. He desires for us to live in his strength. And so strength and power is something that uh, you are not self-energized. You are energized by God. God is energized by himself. I mean, he's self-energized. He doesn't need somebody else to strengthen him He needs us to receive his strength. Praise the Lord. So uh, you're not self-energized no more than the Tesla car is going to run but so far. It's going to have to stop for some power. If it doesn't get uh, that power, it's going to be stopped in the road somewhere, and uh, it's not really that fun. I don't have a Tesla car, but some people do. And if you do, if you don't stop for energy... Uh, same as gasoline or fuel. If you don't stop for fuel, uh, then you're going to get a, to a certain point that your car is going to say, I'm not going any further. In other words, it takes, it takes some fuel to produce the energy. So God is self-energizing in himself. He has life. He is life. He is full of life. He's so full of life that there is a river in heaven that flows out of the throne of God and of the Lamb that uh, it is a life river that flows right out of God in heaven. So God is so full of life that he is flowing out all the time, constantly giving out. Jesus uh, came to give us life. John 1 says, in him was life, and the life was the what? Light of men. So this life puts off light. 
It brings light to humanity. So in his life is light, which is just one thing that's in his life. I mean, you know, there's joy in his life. There's peace in his life. There's love in his life. All the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, temperance, and faithfulness is all in this life. It comes out of this life. There's power in his life. When you get saved, when you get born again, there is a power that comes on the inside of you. He said, be strong, what? In the Lord and in the power of his might. So there's a power that comes on the inside of you. So you receive some power when you got saved, power that transforms, it changes uh, people's lives. Some people have been on drugs, and immediately they got delivered, praise God. I'm sure there are people, I know there are people that get saved at the abortion, I mean, uh, at first choice uh, uh, pregnancy services, and the abortion clinic is right down the street, so some of those people think they're going to an abortion clinic when they come in there, and they don't know anything about what's going on. They're just coming in there to get an abortion, and they find out it's not the place, but they get saved, they show them uh, their, uh, the ultrasound, and, uh, and, and many people get saved. Well, they get saved and make a different choice. They get informed and they make a different choice and they choose life over death, right? So then uh, what happened is they received truth or they received the gospel or they, and, and they got saved and power came into them to make a good choice. And, and many times there's such pressure on them to do the wrong thing and to uh, destroy the life of that child. But... The power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God comes into them, and they get saved, and they make a right choice, and they're turned. So, you know, God's power, when somebody gets saved, God's power comes on the inside of you. But it's the power of God that needs to be re-energized. In other words, you're not a self-energizing being person. You have to be re-energized. The outward man, the scripture says, perishes. You know, it's... Whether you like it or not, it gets old sometimes. People nip, tuck, stretch, pump it up, you know, do all kinds of stuff to try to look better, but it's still perishing. It's just a, it's a reality because it's a mortal body. It's a part of what happened with sin that came into the world. Uh, people have mortal bodies, and so uh, they're going to die. That's what mortal means. It's uh, mortality. So, uh, but thank God, one day you're going to get an immortal body. This mortal shall take on immortality. Praise God. You'll be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Your body will be made new, and you'll be able to function in a whole different realm. Praise God forever. I mean, with your body. Praise God. And you won't have to nip, tuck, or stretch, or do anything. Pump it up. You don't have to do anything. You're going to look your best ever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Recognizable in heaven. You'll recognize people, but you will look the best you've ever looked because you have an immortal body. A glorified body. Thank God. Somebody said, praise the Lord. I... Praise God. All right, so you need to be energized. But he says your outward man perishes, but 
The inward man is what? Renewed day by day. So every day, your spirit man, your inner man, needs to be energized. In other words, you got to plug into God. And different ways you can be energized by God and receive more of the life of God. In John chapter 10, verse 10, it says, A thief, the devil, comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I am come that you might have life and that you might have it. What? More abundantly. I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That's the same life that's found in in John chapter 1. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness overcame it not. It's the same life, the Zoe life, that was in John 5, verse 26. As the Father has life in himself, so is he given to the Son to have life in himself. And then in John 10, he said, but I am come that you might have life. The same word is used. It's the life of God. It's Zoe life. It's God's life comes on the inside of you, and it energizes you, but you can have more of it. Praise God. He said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Other translations say that you might have it in an overflowing measure, that you would have this life of God in you, but then you could have this life overflowing. The scripture says, with joy we draw water out of the wells of salvation. So there's a well on the inside of you of salvation. With joy, we draw water out of the wells of salvation. That's one way that you re-energize, praise God. You rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice over his goodness. Rejoice about his word. Rejoice in the love of God. Rejoice that you're saved. Rejoice that you're a child of God. Rejoice that God's your father. Rejoice, hallelujah, that he blesses you. Rejoice, hallelujah, rejoice in the Lord. Lord, always and again I say rejoice. So by rejoicing, when you rejoice and open your mouth and open the well, the spout, and let praise come out, something happens on the inside of you. You get re-energized, the energy of God. Hallelujah. The spiritual energy and the life of God flows into your spirit and fills you to overflowing. Praise God. So you can have a greater measure of this life, and then you are strong in the Lord. You can be strengthened by reading your Bible. You can be strengthened by meditating on the Word of God. The psalmist says, you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Your leaves will flourish. Hallelujah, you'll be fruitful. Praise God. You'll be like a tree planted, what? By the rivers of water. So you're drawing up the life of God. You're drawing. I mean, a a tree just grows better with water. And if it doesn't have any water, eventually, we live in Las Vegas. You want a tree, you better water. I mean, that's just the way it is. You're not going to have a tree if you don't water it. It is necessary. Because it doesn't rain here enough to take care of your trees. Right? It rained a lot this year, but you better have some water. 
And you'd like for it to be automatic so you don't have to go out there with the hose. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, it takes water. For us, it's like the waters of life freely. Praise God that we've received. He said, oh, everyone that is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody that's thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. So we can drink from the wells of life. Hallelujah. So we can be re-energized. We can be strong in the Lord as we pray, as we commune with God. Hallelujah. Well, then another way you can be energized and the power of God's might, and you can walk in the power of God's might. He said, Jesus said, when I go away, the Holy Spirit's going to come. And, when, and say, when the Holy Spirit comes, he really wants us to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. He wants every believer to be baptized or to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And when you receive the Holy Spirit and you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, according to Acts chapter 2, when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they began to do something. I mean, there's a lot of things that they might have done. We don't know everything about what they did. But we do know one thing is that they were speaking with other tongues. And actually, they were actually like drunk men. I mean, they were so full of the Holy Spirit that the people thought they were drunk. So Peter, in his sermon, he said, These are not drunk as you suppose seeing it is but the ninth hour of the day. In other words, it's not even time to start drinking. I mean, he's trying to give them some perspective here. He said, they're filled, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and so forth. So then he is saying that the Holy Spirit is just now poured out. Jesus said he was going to come. If I go not away, he cannot come. But I'm going, so I'm sending the Holy Spirit, and the Father's sending the Holy Spirit. And so we have the Holy Spirit available to us. Every believer, any believer, can be filled with the Holy Spirit, and they can speak in this new language. And when you're speaking in other tongues, you're edifying yourself, the Scripture says. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. What does that mean? It means it builds up himself. Jude says it this way, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So then, again, you're not self-energized. You need God's energy and God's power, and he has just instructed us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, then we need the Holy Spirit because that's one of the provisions that God has made. Are you with me? Now, the same spirit that gave you the new birth is the same spirit that you're filled with and overflow. And the scripture says, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, out of your You know, if you go with the King James Version, it says, Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's really not your belly. It's out of your spirit. It's not your stomach. But it is right in the center of your being, out of your innermost being. Out of your innermost being shall flow rivers. What? 
Rivers. Now, we've gone from wells to rivers. There's a lot more water in rivers, a lot more power in rivers. I actually have a well on my property. And in order to get water out of the well, you have to have a pump. It's called a sunk pump. It has to go down in that well. It's about a little over 400 feet down where the water is, but it's 600 feet deep total. So it's a, it's a deep well. So to get water out of there, you've got to have a pump down there to pump it up. And we just had to replace it, and that's no fun because you have to pay for it. So <laughs> replace the pump. So, so the pump pumps it out. Hallelujah. You know, God's at the pumping station. I said, God's at the pumping station. But you have to connect. I said, God's the pumping station. But you have to connect. There's, a, there's water available, but in order for you to get it to you, you got to let God just pump it in. Hallelujah. And so he does it in different ways. Well, then, of course, you have a river, and it flows. That's what a river does. If it has water in it, it's a river. And if it don't have water, it's not a river. It used to be a river. It's a river bed. But now here, God has this river that's flowing from him to us. And he said, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in other tongues, out of your belly shall flow, out of your spirit shall flow rivers of living water. And he said, after that you have received the Holy Spirit, you receive power. Somebody say power. power. And what did he just say? Be strong in the Lord and in the what? Power of his might. So you can have it when you're saved. You have power. When you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You receive power. Well, the power to do the works of Jesus. So then, not only for your own personal benefit, but to flow out from you. Hallelujah. He said, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you'll be witnesses unto me. In other words, you can have a stronger power to be a witness of Jesus, a witness of the gospel. And so when you yield to the Holy Spirit, he will embolden you, empower you, and enable you to what? Witness the gospel of Jesus Christ. Preach the gospel, which everybody is called to do. Everybody in the room is called to preach the gospel. <laughs> you know, the pastor is a preacher, a teacher, but you also go into all the world and do what? Preach the gospel. And he said there, he said, he that believes on me. In other words, the believer. This is for every believer. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Praise the Lord. You don't, have an or, you don't have to have an ordination. You don't have to go to Bible school. You don't have to uh, be a professor of the Bible. You, you just be a Christian. That's what Christians are called to do. All right, so go into all the world, preach the gospel, and the Holy Spirit empowers you. So God said, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Well, let's take Jesus as our example. He's the best example we have, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. 
God the Father anointed. So the anointing of the Holy Spirit came on Jesus, remember? He said it was like a dove came from heaven, landed on Jesus when he was being baptized uh, by John. Right? And the Holy Spirit came on him. And now he was empowered to do what he was here to do in his earthly ministry. Empowered by God. So you are empowered by God. So he said, be strong in the Lord and in the what power of his might. Now Jesus did not claim his, his own power. He actually said, the works that I do is not I that does them. It's the Father that dwells in me. He said, the words that I speak, it's not me, but it's the Father. He's speaking the Father's words. In other words, he said to us, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So what we're doing is not in our own energy or strength or power, but it's by the power of the Holy Spirit who lives in us and who dwells in us and who rests upon us, and he's on you for service. Praise God. He's on you to serve somebody, serve the Lord, serve the will of God, and he anoints you to do that. Praise God. So you're empowered. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to read it to you out of a couple of the translations. Philip says it this way. In conclusion, be strong, not in yourselves, but in the Lord. In the power of his boundless resource. In the power of his boundless resource. Amplified Bible says it this way. Be empowered through your union with Christ. One with Christ. You're in union with Christ. You're in Christ. Through your union with Christ. He uses that term. Jesus said, I'm the vine. You're the branches. He that abides in me and I in him. The same brings forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. So he said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Without this flow of life that flows from the vine to the branch, the branch cannot bear fruit, cannot do anything. But with you drawing from the vine, drawing from Jesus, drawing on his life, when you draw on his life, praise God, you are, you're able to do what he has created you to do and called you to do. Are you with me? Hallelujah. All right, we'll go to Colossians chapter 1. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. So, to be empowered, before we read this, Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. You can do some things to maintain your energy or your power. You can read the scriptures, you can meditate on the word of God, you can pray, spend time in communion with God, you can pray in the Holy Spirit, you can be strengthened with the power of God. In other words, don't get on the road without some energy. If you drive a Tesla, plug it in, right? Get it plugged in. If you drive another vehicle, get some fuel. That's 
what produces energy. If you don't have any fuel, even though there's a powerful motor, you're not going anywhere. Right? All right, so here we are in uh, Colossians 1, verse 27. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. All right, to whom God would make known what is a mystery. What are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles? So, Paul was actually commissioned to go to the Gentile world with the gospel. Peter was primarily to the Jewish church. Well then, now Paul did both. He preached to the Jewish people and also to uh, the Gentiles. But he was predominantly, he was going and expanding the church uh, through the Gentile world. The Gentile being other than Jew. Anyone. All right, so then, he says that God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. The riches of the glory of this mystery. Now, remember, we prayed in Ephesians chapter 1. We uh, prayed a prayer from Ephesians chapter 1. He said, in that prayer, we prayed, God... Grant unto us the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and the knowledge of him, or in the knowledge of God, or of Christ. That we would know the hope of his calling, and the riches of the glory of his inheritance. The riches of the glory of his inheritance. So there's a rich inheritance that you and I have in Christ. You're an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. Numerous verses tell us that in the New Testament. You're an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. So then you have a rich inheritance in Christ. So he said that to make known the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. So there's this rich inheritance. It's this glorious inheritance the riches of the glory of his inheritance, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This, this mystery, part of the mystery, Christ in you is just, of course, another way of saying in Christ. Christ is in you. You're in him. What does Jesus say again in John 15? If you abide in me and I in you. So there's this Oneness with Christ, joined to your spirit. You're joined together, one together with Christ. Hallelujah. And so Jesus is living on the inside of you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So when you get saved, when you get born again, Jesus comes right into your spirit. His life comes right into your spirit. And Christ is in you. Amen. Amen. If Jesus lives in you, then that gives you hope of glory. Glory is the manifested presence of God. God wants each of us to have this manifested glory of God, the hope of glory here in this earth. But then we also have this hope of glory in eternity that we go to heaven, praise God, and we're going to be totally in the glory of God at that point. But your body here can't 
really handle all the glory of heaven. That's why God gives you a new body and gives you an immortal body and gives you this body that can go right into heaven, praise God, when he catches his bride away he takes us out of here you're going to get a new body and you'll be able to function in that realm with that body praise God hallelujah now he says Christ in you gives you the hope of glory So you have hope on the inside of you, the hope that you can experience the presence of God. And Jesus has given us access to the presence of God, the glory of God. But he's put some of his glory on the inside of you already. And when you tap into it, it can come out of you. But you can have a greater measure of that glory in your life as well. So here we are as Christians, as believers. God has put his glory in you in Romans chapter 3. It says it this way, that God predestinated you, God called you, God justified you, and God glorified you. So he put some of his glory on the inside of you, but there's some glory that God can download to you. God can reveal to you. He can rest on you by the Holy Spirit, and you can experience the glory of God in your life. It is a spiritual presence of God. Jesus made the way for us to be able to come to the Father, my Father God. I can come to God, and I can come to his presence. How? We can come into his presence by the blood of Jesus we can access according to Hebrews we can access the presence of God the holy of holies how by the blood of Jesus it made the way and that blood is there speaking for us right here today it's speaking for you it's speaking for me it's speaking of redemption it's speaking of uh, salvation it's speaking of healing it's speaking of deliverance it's speaking of wholeness it's speaking of soundness It's speaking of joy. It's speaking joy. I mean, there's joy in his blood now. There's joy in there. Why? Because he's already been raised from the dead. This is redemptive blood. So glory to God. We can rejoice and thank God for his blood. We can access the presence of God. And God lets you in to experience his glory and the presence of God. Why? Because his blood has made the way for you to come every day, anytime, anytime, any day, anywhere. God has opened the way. It's available. It's always available. Jesus is always available. God is always available. The Spirit of God is always available. He's always there. It's not like he's not available. He just needs you to cooperate. Hallelujah. He just needs you to believe. He just needs you to walk in the reality of it. He needs you to yield to the Holy Spirit. When you yield to the Holy Spirit, then he flows out of you. Glory to God. And this river, this river of God flows from your spirit. Hallelujah. It is God on the inside of you. It's God. Praise God forever. God is flowing out of the inside of you and it's strengthening your spirit. 
strengthening your inner man, making you strong on the inside. Because if your spirit gets strong, then your flesh can't win. Hallelujah. If your spirit gets strong, then your natural mind and reasoning won't talk you out of the will of God. But God needs you to keep your spirit strong. Keep your inner man strengthened. Hallelujah. The outward man perishes, but the inner man is renewed day by day. Every day. Every day. I said every day. Glory to God. So every day, plug in, plug it in, plug it in. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And when you plug it in, the light will come on. Praise God. When you plug into God, you plug into Jesus, you plug into the Word of God, plug into the Spirit of God. When you plug in, then the light shines. Hallelujah. He said, you are the theme scripture of this church. We shine as light or you shine as lights, holding forth the Word of life. You shine like lights. God lights up your spirit. Hallelujah. Lights up your life. Hallelujah. And when you're lit, by Jesus, then somebody's going to not only hear you, they're going to see Christ in you. I said, they're not only going to hear your voice, but they're going to see Christ in you. And the Christ in you is the same Christ that's reaching out to them. The same life that's in you is what God wants to put on the inside of them. And so when you preach the gospel, you tell the gospel, you speak the good news, you share your faith in Jesus, then somebody is there ready to receive. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. We'll go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Praise God. Woo! We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. We'll begin with verse 17. When I therefore was thus minded, did I use lightness or the things that I purpose? Do I purpose according to the flesh that with me there should be yea, yea, or nay, nay? Yes, yes, or no, no. King James Version says yea and nay. But as God is true, our word toward you was not yes and no or yea and nay. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I believe I can speak, hallelujah, in English. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. Jesus Christ is yes. He's God's yes to all the promises of God. Verse 20. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen. Unto the glory of God by us. Here's that glory showing up. Unto the glory of God by us. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen. 
Now, Amplified Bible says it this way. For this reason, we also utter the amen. So be it to God through him. We utter the amen, so be it to God through him or through Christ. So in other words, we are just agreeing with God. All the promises of God in him are yes and amen. So when we agree with God and agree with the word of God, and that's what we do as Christians, we say, okay, I'm going to believe what the Bible says. When a person believes on Jesus Christ and they call on the name of Jesus and they believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and they accept Jesus as their Lord and they confess him as their Lord, they believe on Jesus and confess him as Lord, what happens? The promise of God comes to pass in their life, is fulfilled in their life. They get saved. They get born again. They receive eternal life. But as a Christian, after you're saved, after you're born again, then all the other promises of God are good to you as a believer. And so as a believer, I mean, Paul said it this way, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Well, in that context, he's, people are supporting him in his missionary efforts. Uh, the church at Macedonia is supporting him financially in his missionary efforts. And now he said, but my God shall supply all your need. Well, that verse of Scripture is a promise that he will supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That is a promise of God. If you're given for the sake of the gospel, you can take that promise and say, my God, my Father God will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. His riches in what? Glory by Christ Jesus God will supply all your need. That means he will supply. God will. God will. It is his will. It's his desire. And he will supply all your need out of his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So God has plenty of resources to get to your life. I said God has plenty of resources to get to your life. And he knows how to make things happen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, then, of course, you could say healing. I need healing. Well, Jesus, about Jesus, it says in Peter, 2 Peter, or 1 Peter 2.24, it says, Who his own self bear sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you are healed. By whose stripes you were healed. By whose stripes you were healed. Well, that is a healing promise, isn't it? By whose stripes you were healed. By the stripes of Jesus, there's healing available to you and to me. So then we believe and we thank God. When you're going to pray and ask God for something, you need to add some thanksgiving with it. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah to Jesus. Praise God. Now, we're believing to reach 3,000 souls as a church. Well, daily I'm saying, thank you, Father, for 3,000 souls. I believe that we receive them. Lord, that you would send forth labors into the harvest fields, that you would reach them. You'll send labors. That means you, you are labor, and I'm a labor. We're laborers sent forth into the harvest field. In our, uh, in our sphere of influence, wherever you go, God wants you to tell somebody that Jesus 
loves them. God loves them. God has a plan for their life. Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. And, and you preach the gospel. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we reach people with the good news of the gospel. Well, if you tell it, if you preach it, faith comes. And they receive Jesus. All the promises of God in him are yes and amen. So what you need to do is say amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. Add your amen. So be it. Be it unto me. According to your word, praise God. Be it unto me according to your word. So whatever God said in his word, then that's a promise. And God said that all the promises of God in Christ are yes and amen. In other words, God's already said yes when he sent Jesus. When Jesus died, was buried, and was raised again, that was God's great big yes to all the promises of God. Every promise of God has God's yes on it. Hallelujah. So you just say, amen, I believe it. I believe it. I receive it. I Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Verse 21. Now he which establishes us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God. So it's God's anointing that establishes us in Christ and anoints us to serve and be a blessing to others. Verse 20, 22, who hath sealed us, also sealed us, and given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Who's given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. So he has sealed us by the Holy Spirit, and he's given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. The Amplified Bible says it. The security deposit and guarantee of the fulfillment of his promise. The security deposit and guarantee of the fulfillment of his promise. Now, if you're a real estate agent, and there's some in here today, real estate agent, you know when somebody comes and they want a house, but there are 10 other people that want that house. You can't promise that they... They can get the house until they put a security deposit down. So if it's a $500,000 home, then you're not going to uh, accept a $500 security deposit. Why? Because they'll let go of $500 pretty easy. I mean, but you've got to have some money down to guarantee you're going to come back and finish the, the deal here. Right? So God has gave us some earnest guarantee. He's given us the Holy Spirit as a guarantee that, he's, that Jesus is coming again. Hallelujah. He's given us a guarantee that Jesus is going to come in the clouds. He's going to shout. There's going to be a shout. The voice of the archangel is going to shout from heaven. Hallelujah. And the trumpet of God is going to sound. And they which have 
uh, already died. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and those that are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And God has already got a plan, hallelujah, to finish the deal. He's going to finish it up, praise God. He's going to take us out of here, but he's given us some earnest money as a guarantee on top of the Holy Spirit, really, Jesus laid it all on the table. Jesus gave everything. He gave his life. He shed his blood. He gave his all for us. So thank God we have a guarantee that he's going to finish what he started. Praise God. So you're not going to be left down here without a new body. And you're not going to just go to the grave and just go uh, to, to the ashes. And No, you're going to be raised up. Hallelujah. I said, you're going to be raised up. Jesus is coming, and you'll be raised up. Praise God. If you've already died, your spirit will be in heaven, soul be in heaven, but your body is going to be raised up, and we're going to have a meeting in the air. Praise the Lord. We're going to meet them. Those that remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. We're going to have a reunion, hallelujah, a family reunion. There is a family in heaven already, and there is a family in earth, and there is a family that we're going to meet up in heaven, and we're going to spend our eternity in the presence of God. So this is not all there is to it. Praise God. How many are glad this is not all there is to it? How many are glad that there's heaven to, there's glory to come? Hallelujah. There's a glorious reunion. We're going to go to heaven with Jesus, and we're going to have the family of God up there, and there's not going to be any dissension up there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we might as well just get it right down here. Praise the Lord. So God is good. How many are glad you're going to get a new body? You might think you look good, but you're going to look a whole lot better. Hallelujah. You might think you're not looking so good, but you're going to look a whole lot better. You're going to look the best you've ever looked because you're going to have a a glorified body. Hallelujah. 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 Everybody you meet up there, you sure are looking good. Praise the Lord.